Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, and on the show with us today is Thomas Chanel. He's a junior solutions architect at Red Hat. You can find him on Twitter at 4th Thomas. A uh, little quick background uh, before I welcome him and we get started. I don't even know how much to say on this, but I'll just start with the fact that I tweeted out last night. I just said, we have a podcast to do in the morning. And all I can think about is publishing eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence instead. Hashtag George Floyd. Thomas uh, sent me a DM and he just said, hey, uh, I'd love to come on the show if, uh, if you're okay with that. And I said, absolutely, I'm okay with that. So come on the show. Here we are. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm really thankful that you allowed me to come on the show and just to, you know, have an open dialogue conversation about it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have it. We're really happy to have your perspective, too. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. Right out of the gate, man. Um, do you have, like, so typically we're talking about the latest tech headlines, right? And yeah. You have anything that you want to talk about right off, right off the, right off the bat that, that you need to get off your chest, or you want to provide pr- perspective to either tech news related or not? Um. Well, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, we could. I mean, we could start with. Uh, you know, speaking about George Floyd and kind of giving a background on what happened for those who are not aware. Um, and I definitely, definitely want to discuss like tech. You know, the people on Facebook. You know. Uh, at the company Facebook are, you know, doing a virtual walkout. I definitely would love to discuss and hear your guys' opinion on okay. that and what that means. Yeah, um, sure. But, uh, yeah, like, I think, you know, having the discussion about George Floyd, um, and, and I guess, like, really, I kind of want to know where, where do you, what do you guys, have, what, I mean, have taken from that? And, I, I mean, for me, like, personally, like, uh, it's really just sad, you know, uh, it's really sad. I think at this point, maybe everybody knows what this is surrounding and, you know, police brutality and not just uh, white versus black, but police brutality, police brutality and, you know, black legislation to, to help, you know, hold those, those that who abuse the law accountable. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, that's, you know, just where I come from and to start with, I think, you know, protesting peacefully, is righteous and what we need to do to advocate change. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, uh, I have a ton of thoughts about it uh, in terms of, you know, I mean, right. It's that, really but... hard to, it's, it's where do you begin, right? Like yeah. with this yeah, exactly. subject, this topic, there's so much to, to, to talk about here. Um, and so, you know, honestly, I just believe you know, I believe as humans, we'll get through this, you know, um, especially where you see some areas where there's cops kneeling and having that dialogue with black communities. So, you know, I, I definitely believe that I have faith in, in humankind. And I don't think this will be, I hope it doesn't escalate, you know, and because nothing good comes from, you know, rioting and violence. I don't want it, it doesn't need to go to that level. You know what I mean? Mm, sure. Um especially when you have a system in place where you can have, you can vote and, and you can help improve legislation. 
Yeah, yeah, you kind of nailed, at least for me, what what's so difficult about internalizing everything that's going on, not not just George Floyd and the kind of fallout from that, but uh, crisis fatigue, like we discussed on the show earlier this week too. Um, hope and faith that we as people, as a nation, uh, more globally even than that, I think maintaining that is so, so, so important. And for me, yesterday, for whatever reason, it just the culmination of everything came down really hard emotionally for me, which is not normal. I feel like I'm more robotic emotionally than, than an emotional person. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. No, and, exactly. You're not the only one. I find myself tearing up, dude. I, I, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at my child. I totally and, get and it. I, for me, I think, I think it was just like I'm hurting because I feel like either I was extremely naive about just how bad racism and uh, just minority treatment in the judicial system, housing, all of it, right? Or, or it, it got worse in the last five or so years than it was five or so years ago. And, and I really, at some point, I felt like, man, I think there's a chance that I can raise my kids and not, not ignore it because I don't think that's the right way to do it, but to, to raise them in such a way where they will find it absolutely absurd that someone would look at someone at the cover of the book and make assumptions about who they were or how they were going to behave or, or anything like that, right? And, and I feel like everything that has happened has just crushed that reality for me. Like my kids are still going to have to deal with this. And maybe that's good. Maybe that's why having these conversations is so important. But, but it, it is not, it is, it is so sad to me that we aren't past this. And we so clearly are not past this. And that sucks. And my perspective is extremely limited and it sucks. So that's, that's where I come to a complete loss, right? I think I have a similar feeling to you. You know, I... And I guess I didn't really think about it as my kids. I think I, from, you know, we're all roughly the same age. And so it's, I think in our, in our age group, we grew up in a time where at least where I am, I never thought about anyone's color of their skin or anything. And I, and I actually thought to myself, like, this is a, shoot, I mean, you guys know the sport that I played growing up, I was the minority, you know, and through my whole life. And so it was like, a, it was an interesting thing for me to see, you know, as I'm looking through Twitter, I see people who are openly admitting that they are, they are in, they were, grew up in a life where their, their family was openly racist. Yeah. And I say to myself, I can't imagine a world where that is the case. And yet that is, that's probably part of my privilege, right? Being, being who I am that I don't recognize. And, and what's interesting to me is I want to say something about that. And, and Thomas, I would be interested to know your perspective on this because it, for those who don't know, I am a white male. So like I am quite literally the antithesis of, of all of this. And so <clears throat> I feel like, cause it's such a sensitive topic and it's so sensitive to me that even the things that I see, I disagree with, like just outright violence and, and whatever else that's out there. And I'm even nervous saying it right now. I feel like I can't say anything. 
Like, I feel like I can't say anything on Twitter because it's going to be someone looking at it as, look at the white dude yeah. who's, who's against yep. this stuff. Why and I'm like, but, but your perspective <laughs> matters, Russ. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like, what, how am I going to think about that? I mean, Thomas, what is your perspective? So, yeah, definitely. Like, that is beautiful to hear that because there are so many like people like you, such as yourself, who white and black who are afraid to speak up because of how they'll be judged or, you know, you know, or they don't feel like they should speak on this issue. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't feel like they're, there's anything that they can contribute, but everybody can contribute. And you do have privilege, you know, um, and, and we, we need to come together as a collective, as a, you know, people. Uh, if, if I don't, I mean, I don't know if you live in America or not, but, if you're an American, if you consider yourself an American citizen, you got to hold yourself accountable for your neighbor. Uh, I, that's my philosophy about it. Like um, and you know, I just, I really like. I'm, I'm, I'm glad this discussion is happening, and there's probably going to be more discussions like this, if not already, um, like this. You know, that are happening where we can be honest about how we feel or and what we can do. And and I and I thank you guys for acknowledging this. You know, um, I don't think the black community is looking for necessarily for you guys, for white people to fix the situations or other cultures to fix the situations, because I feel like that's an internal issue for the black community. And we need to figure that out uh, amongst ourselves. Not to say, again, we are American citizens, so we have to hold each other accountable. But if you have the platform or privilege to speak about these issues, do so. Um, I normally wouldn't get this deep on this issue of the Black Lives Matter movement, sadly, because I'm, uh, I just don't want to offend or hurt anybody. But what I realized through all this, because I have friends who I, you know, I question their, you know, perspective on how they see race. And I just start thinking to myself, let's have these conversations, these conversations that are hard to have, even if you are racist. I still want to talk to you and associate with you because I want you to understand that you can have and believe what you want to believe. This, that's your right as an American. You can be who you want to be, but just respect and understand equality, you know, behind that, you know, behind your American, behind, you know, around your American citizens, you know. Uh, uh, so that's pretty much where, where I stand with that. And I totally, totally understand. I think having this conversation, and this is why I don't like to, it is an issue of race. Um, there's an issue of race in this, but look at the fears and emotions that we're both dealing with. We're dealing with the same thing. You know, Tyler, you were just saying how you get, you were emotional yesterday. I mean, I was emotional. I was, me and my wife were like, you know, afraid. It's weird. I felt like people, I felt like it was a, a different climate in the public places that we went yesterday. And I just was like, this is, this is scary. This is sad. We don't have to live like this. And if we continue down the road of violence and rioting and it's going to, it's only wickedness, man. Look at history. Look at what history is, what has happened in history when, you know, there's a revolt, only lives are lost, you know, just to say, just to come to a resolution. Well, and, and fighting for equality and things like that shouldn't take this level of violence. Right. Um, but that would, I, I was discussing with a neighbor yesterday, and I think one of the other things that was just sort of crushing my soul was thinking about the isolation of like my community, which, you know, I live in a suburb of Dallas, right? 
and, and a lot of my perspective comes from that. You know, I went to school here. I, I happen to be in the town that I spent most of my life growing up in, right? And um, while it is a diverse community, it is very much a, a privileged community. It is, it is a wealthier part of the United States. I, I would never consider the cities that I grew up in, Aaron and I grew up in, being poor as an example, right? And I think because of that, you know, that zip code sort of thread, right? Um, that the even the fact that I thought, wow, like we've come a long way, it, it is to some extent isolated to my experience where I am. And so when I take a step back and I think about friends of mine that like live in Chicago right now and in other major cities or or even Dallas, which is just, you know, half an hour down the street and, and things do change because the community and the diversity of the community changes, but but their experience is different. Writing makes more sense when you start to understand the constant state of, you know, you use the word fear or, or loss of hope. And then you take what everyone's going through right now, which is back to that crisis fatigue thing. And you realize like that privilege that I've had of, of thinking that we had really moved past a lot of this is, is actually just isolated to my community. And this crisis fatigue is it's a total joke what I'm going through compared to what some communities have gone through for the last 10 years. And so it, it makes sense to some extent that 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 powder keg moment took a, a George Floyd, which honestly, this is, this has happened before. It's not the first time. And people feel like they don't have any other way to be heard. And then unfortunately, I'm sure some people just take advantage of the, the tumultuous sort of environment too. But it, it's, I don't approve of the violence of the rioting, but I can't say some part of me doesn't understand how some people get there because while I can't really empathize, I can't put my head there. I just, I don't have the cumulative experience to be so angry at the world to want to put a brick through a target window or something. But I, I can't pretend like there aren't snapping points in, in my world, right? my family being probably primary to that, where absolutely I would just go full rage, right? And, and that's, it's a sad realization too. But that's that's the kind of stuff that I'm I'm struggling with. So I agree. I'm I'm glad we're having the conversations, but wow, they are uncomfortable conversations, which is sad. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely hit it on the head right there, right? Because it's like we don't. I don't want to. I don't. I understand the the right. Well, there's part of the rioting and looting, which is like people are totally. There's a whole another section of people who are just taking advantage of that. Okay. And again, it's yeah. never. That is never the, and I never, we never want that. We never want rioting or violence to escalate. That's, a, that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual guy. So to me, that is a symptom of sickness. That is a symptom of evil. That's why I was, I was like, oh, and to be honest with you, I was a really, uh, to, to begin with, before like it hit the level that it was, I was like, I used to be a big believer in like, Malcolm X's philosophy by any means necessary. Um, and I think it still has its place somewhere um, in, 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 in protesting. But when I saw what the writing could lead to, I totally understood Martin Luther King and his message way more. You have to love your enemy in such a way where you're not 
giving off the same energy. You can't, because you give somebody the same energy and they're giving you back the same energy, you're just going to get the same energy back. And I know, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to get too spiritual because I want to keep it, you know, concrete to a place where we can, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we're just staying on track with what's going on. We're recognizing the issues here. So yeah, it's, 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 it's a writing and looting. That is a symptom of there's an issue. There's something going on. Listen to the people because it's only going to escalate and get worse. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so I, 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 uh, it's weird. It's like you understand it, but you don't want to condone it and you want to speak up about it and speak up against it before it gets to another level. Um, yeah, it's like I said, I think you really, um, you really tapped into a part of that. Every, I think a lot of people are realizing, you know, it's very uncomfortable to have this conversation because now you're understanding, you know, this is a, this is a human, this is what we do as humans. You, you either fight or flight, you know what I mean? When, when things start hitting a certain level, you know, and that, that's, that's, a, that's, you know, biologically, that's what we do as humans. And so if, when we're not being, uh, when we're not secure in our environment. Yeah. No, I was thinking about um, how there's like comparing, you mentioned Dr. Martin Luther King, and obviously a lot of, a lot of people have. One thing that I've felt was very different and sort of, <clears throat> I mean, obviously the, the reactions of, to his time and, and this time, like from the people is dramatically different. Um, and I think one of the things that's interesting is I thought about that from the standpoint of, the movements with him, and, and someone will probably school me on this because I'm not, you know, I don't know the, the full history of everything, but I, I feel like he, the movement was different with him because he, they had a leader. He was the leader of a movement. And I don't think that there is a leader of this movement, and that is what is letting it get out of hand. Totally. Totally. So, yeah, dude, that's a really good point. This is why people... Cause I feel like a water boy to the people that are out there on the front lines protesting. I want to protest, but I have to all, I, I, I want to go out there and protest, but I, I want to do it in a different way. And so for me to help the people on the front lines, I have to be their water boy. So, and I know there's a lot of people other just like me who can be a water boy and, and being a water boy to me, this, this concept that I guess, I guess I coined or whatever. Um, you can, uh, that to me, you can speak up, you can speak for these people, you can be their leader, you know, so that way it doesn't look like it's unorganized or it doesn't look like it's just chaos. You know what I mean? Um, because there is something here that needs to be, the people have spoken. They've, they've taken to the streets, man. Like, come on. Like when, when that happens, there is an issue going on. And, uh, and I definitely agree that there should be some formal leadership and that's what was there in you know the 1960s you had that and 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 i think it'll get there i think it'll get there right now we're just trying to figure out what's going on (laughs) you know like i mean it's 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 crazy so So, yeah i have two quick questions for you thomas and dude thank you again for coming out here russ thanks for joining us as well i appreciate you man um yeah so one question and i was talking about this with my wife last night we were up having a I'll just say maybe heated conversation or passionate conversation. I don't know. I can't find the right <laughs> description totally. of this, but like two hours last night, dude. And she's like, I'm not trying right. to argue with you. And I'm like, I'm not trying to argue with you either. She's like, you seem fired up. I'm like, I am fired up. <laughs> you know, whatever. Dude, 
But I, I totally, so, totally understand. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one of the things I said was, um, so I like publish stuff to social media, post a picture of my wife and I going running and it's it like 84 likes. And then I posted this video of these three dudes talking to each other. And the caption was like generations of pain. I don't know if you saw that video. If you, if y'all saw that video, I saw uh, it. There was like a, there was like a 46 year old dude and a 31 year old dude and a 16 year old dude. Right. And then the 31 year old dude right. was talking about his five year old son. Right. And well, one of the guys one, in a white tank top. Yeah. 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 The older guy. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. I know what video you're talking about. Yeah. And then the 30 year old dude was like holding the 16 year old and he's like, you know, whatever. Um, incredible video. And it got, it got zero likes. It got one share by my sister. And I was like, that pissed me off, dude. Like, how, how I didn't even see it. I missed that one, which is odd. just, well, it was, that was on my Facebook page. Um, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I think I retweeted it on, on Twitter, but then, but whenever you retweet stuff, you don't really see stuff like that. Anyway. So, so you said that video got that zero likes. Yeah, well, yeah. What I put, what I put Whoa. on my Facebook page, you know, I was like, how, how does this get zero reactions? <laughs> But like eighty four yeah. likes on a photo of me and my wife going running. Yeah. So so like when I saw that video, and I'll be honest, um, I definitely want people to use their platforms to speak about the the issues, you know. But I don't know if that was staged or not. To me, that if we're talking about the same video again, and I don't I hope I don't get killed for this because this is just my opinion and uh, you know, I, I totally understand what they were trying to do with that video but to me it was kind of cliche uh and 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 i know that sounds crazy because you would think you know with the situation going on that it would be um you know i I don't know if that's why you got zero likes about it because you know at at least somebody should have just commented on it and been like you know well i get it you know what i mean um but my my thoughts on that you know uh in that video in particular (laughs) I don't think I would have liked it either. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's fine. But man, this is why so, we need thumbs downs. <laughs> Can we <laughs> like stuff too? No, but honestly, I don't. I don't think you would have gotten that different response to that, right? I actually think it, it's right back to what we were talking about just a second ago, which is people don't want to engage if they don't yeah. feel comfortable, like just liking right. that because you had an opinion and shared it and wanted people to, to have a, a shared to experience, too. whether it was legitimate or staged yeah. or whatever it was. Like people are like, oh, damn, I don't have a yeah. poll long enough to right. press the like button I, on that. I didn't even want to get and to, to be honest, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, be honest though, like um, when I see videos like that, you know, I would feel inclined to like it because of what it stands for. You know what I mean? So, and it's just that, and it is weird that you have 84 likes on one of your pictures, but yet there's, there's no, there's not even a a discussion. Nobody engaging. That's, that's now that I see. Now I see there's there's something there. That's my point, man. You know, and I, I brought that up and, you know, to some other people and they're like, well, what do you want me to do? Right. And it gets back to what we were talking about earlier. And it's like, oh, be an ally, sorry. be like, use your voice. And they're like, well, I just have, you know, like one small voice and I don't feel like I can make an impact. Right. And I'm like, that's exactly why you have to speak that up. That is the problem. <laughs> you know, so, uh, there, there was a tweet. I just want to get your take on that. Yesterday or this morning, um, Joe Wanzig actually, actually, who's going to be on the show here in a, in a few days. Um, he's, he's very outspoken. I'm really looking forward to the conversation we have with him too. And, and I'm going to butcher it because I'm not reading it right now. But it, it basically said if, if there was a time to lose followers or, or make people uncomfortable, it, it now, like use your voice, 
there, there's absolutely a right and wrong to some of this stuff, but being quiet is unacceptable. And it, it like, I mean, it resonated. It really did. It's, it's like, no, you can't, you can't just sit there. You can't ignore the conversation. You can't ignore the pain that, that exists in your community or in, or in communities outside of it. And uh, I think that sentiment just needs to be more prevalent. Well, another quick question I have for you too. You said something earlier in the show already that, that really surprised me. Um, and I guess the more I thought about it, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me, um, because of who I know you to be, but you were talking about if you, well, first of all, you questioned if a few of the people, you know, I don't remember if you said referred to them as friends or not, were racist. Right. And then you said, if you were yeah. talking with somebody who was that you were okay, if they were, which like shook me, right. <laughs> but just, just well, yeah. to have a conversation with them and all that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying in terms of like, you know, all you want to do is have a respectful conversation and, and work with them on that. Right. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't know how you get to being okay with them maintaining that. So you can't. So morally, I don't agree with racism, right? But my morals don't dictate the world around us, and you know, I shouldn't expect that. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with it, you know. But my goal here is. I want you to become my friend at the end of the day. I'm, that's the kind of guy I am. I, I, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I will, you know, protect my family. You know, um, I, I, I want to protect other people out there. But I definitely want, I definitely don't like conflict. I don't. <laughs> I don't like conflict because, for one, I'm learning how to handle it better now. Um, communicating, having, like, my wife has probably turned me into a beast when it comes to arguing because we do it all the time <laughs> about <laughs> the craziest thing. Welcome to marriage, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Boom, but, shared experience. So, but what I, what I realized from those arguments is I walked back and I'm like, babe, you know, you do have a point, you know, like, you know, you know, damn, you're right. You know, like, and so when I took that and I was like, look, I, we may not even ever see eye to eye on issues, but as long as we keep having those conversations, we're going to grow from it. You're going to get, people are going to, you're going to get exhausted. If I talk to you about a racist person about the Black Lives Matter movement and they just keep, you, you're going to only hurt, if, if they're, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't really dealt with racism uh, directly. It's, I, I, it's always been kind of like, whoa, was that how did that, that situation was weird. I don't know why that person, you know, said that or whatever. Um, but you're going to get exhausted with having this conversation because you can't, there's only so much insults or things you can say if I'm constantly reminding you that there's an issue here. There, there's a, there's an, you know, and it must be dealt with. And if I'm empathizing and relating to you, there's this guy uh, who, um, I forgot his name. He's, um, I, hope, I hate that I forgot his name, but he just typed in, Type in black man entering the Ku Klux Klan. And he basically spent a couple of years with, um, type it in on Google, I mean, <laughs> not just anywhere, and not to send, don't send it to anybody, but type it in on Google and look, at, look for it. There's a guy who basically was the, uh, uh, he, he shadowed or became friends with the grandmaster of the Ku Klux Klan in, I think, Baltimore, Maryland. He was like the chief of police. He became this man's friend, and they, like, fat friends, they became good friends. and he made that, he helped that person leave it. You know, not help, but like made him realize what he believed was, was not right. And he, you know, hung up his, you know, I guess it's the grandmaster garment, uh, you know, 
to, to be, you know, to recognize you as leader of the clan or whatever. And that was, to me, was like, and it, that was amazing to me because all he did was spend time talking to him, hanging out with him. Because once you realize, you know, once you spend time with somebody, we all do mostly the same things. We all go to sleep. We all eat. We all get angry. We all, <laughs> we all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah man. And so, 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 no, so just to like, and I, you know, I don't want to get too off track, but like, if you just have these conversations with people and don't dismiss them, you know what I mean? Do not dismiss them. Let them believe what they want to believe. As long as they're not threatening and, you know, and wanting to hurt people, you know, because that's, that's an issue. You know, that, that needs to be addressed. Listen to them. Because half of the time they just want to be heard. That's what this is all about anyway, is people want to be heard, you know? Yeah. I, 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 and I, and I, and I, I say that just because it's, for me, it's the truth. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't like, it's not, I can't, I didn't read this anywhere. I just think that's what helps, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's my another, another question for you. Um, I've seen a couple of companies, maybe a handful of companies coming out saying, uh, we're going to donate, you know, a million dollars, a couple millions, tens of millions, whatever to, uh, anti-racist organizations. Um, and I, this is one of the things I got into with my wife last night. I was like, I feel like that's cheap. I want your perspective, but I feel like it's a cheap oh, yeah. way out to just say like, you know, I'm going to slap some money on the table and say, look, I care. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that is, uh, dude. Yeah. I'm, I, I am on the, I'm on the fence about it, man. It's, it's accountability when you, when you do those kind of things. Me and my father had this conversation the other day and he was like, you know, well, if, they just give you know people money. What does that mean? What is that going to do? You know, I think if people, if you are given money or contribution from a corporation, it's, you know, with the in your black community, you need to first of all, again, it comes back to leadership. Who, what are we? Who, who do we trust to take this money, invest it in our community, or invest it to help do the right? Yeah, just help do the right thing because. You know, oftentimes than not, you know, some people will take that money and use it for, you know, for themselves or on greed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, what would be? Better? And that's what we don't want. What, what would, would be better? Be better? This, so let's say it's like it's. I can't remember. Maybe Intel or Twitter or something like that. Would it be better for them to take that same money and open up jobs to change the culture? I mean, that's, so yeah. So what, like, well, then just, you get into like a, ideas. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And it's football. And then, you know, you get into a discussion there with about like, well, you know, are you favoring people, you know, particularly people, but then you're like, well, we want to help these, you know, culture. Yeah. We want to help these people. Uh, so, yeah, I think the corporations donating money is, is, is a good thing. Um, I think it's the responsibility of, uh, of, the, of our, my community, the black community, our culture um, to take it and be responsible with it. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but Red Hat has done, Red Hat is phenomenal uh, as a tech company and what, what, what I get to be a part of. I love the company that I work for. It, it, is, it is truly, truly a good company. And uh, yeah, Paul Cormier gave his thoughts about it. And I, I was like, I was just like, this is why I love the company that I work for. Um, I, res I definitely respect it. So um, yeah, I just think that black leadership and, and should, should, you know, do the right things with it. And I think we're getting to a point where, you know, and, and, and again, there needs to be accountability on both sides. Um, 
you know, make sure like you're doing what you said with the money, you know, if you're going to, you know, black, you know, with the, with the leadership that takes the money and decides what they want to do with them. Can I ask you another question? So before, mm-hmm. before we, before we go to that real quick, I want to, okay, sure. I want to jump, I want to stay on this topic for a moment. Cause there's a, I think that the, the whole money thing, like giving money in any way, shape or form during this time, there's going to be a divisive sort of, sure. I think, attitude towards it because the way I viewed it, and this is, uh, so one of the leaders in our company, his name is Ryan Sheehan. Um, he has this saying, he always says, assume positive intent. It's, it's a thing we do in our company a lot. It's very optimistic. It's also great marriage like advice. Very good. Shout out to Sheehan. Uh, and, what I and I would, but I was thinking to my mind, I was like, man, you know, I think at the end of the day, the positive intent here is good. It's like money is flowing to potentially the right place. Yeah. The yeah. other side of this said, I hope people don't view this as the companies who are donating $5 million are in support of rioting and looters <laughs> because. Right. I, I know that that's, that's definitely not what they're doing. And I know that the movement isn't about that, but a lot of people view it that way. And that is what is getting the most public it's eye because what covers so this media, Twitter, yeah. et cetera. That's yeah. what we see. And, and the the I hope that really that's not the way that you, it's like, don't, yeah. we don't want to reward the wrong behavior. And I hope sure. that that's not the way, especially the people who are doing the rioting and the looting take this as oh i need to do more of this now so that we get five right five. right aaron i think it's that's, that's kind of man weird. it's okay. the way you asked it even right is 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 donating enough and and i would argue that it is a cheap way to show support which is funny because there's there's definitely a double standard there it's like when we get angry at companies or like talk with your money and then they talk with their money and it's like not enough use your words yeah like it, there's there's never good enough but i i, I think I think the reason that just making the donation doesn't feel like a strong enough statement is that unlike some companies, uh, Dell, which I was tweeting about yesterday, Michael Dell, right? One of the things that I, I really internalized and came to appreciate about the message he sent out was that it was, he was not shy at all about absolutely taking a stance on stuff right now. And, and calling it what it is. You, exactly. But, yeah. but he's in a position where it's very safe it, because of, of his position in society and who he is. He's very isolated. But what, what I found so moving, for lack of a better word, about that was that I felt like it immediately gave cover to anyone and everyone at Dell Technologies to say, you know what? I have the same opinion or, or I have an opinion and I feel safer to talk about it, which is why the donations are something, and I think they're important. And, and That's I interesting. agree with you, Russ, that people are going to take that the wrong way sometimes. But if you don't come out and just say, you know what, this is wrong, and we all collectively need to do something about it and have a voice, that's so much more powerful because it forces people to have that conversation. And it's not, oh, they only gave a million when the other place people gave five, or they gave it to an organization sure. that someone – you know, without evidence links to the riots or whatever. It, it's like, no, no, no. They have an absolute opinion about what they're trying to accomplish. And this is one of the things that they're doing to back up that position. That's cool. And that's, I think there needs to be more of it. We need leaders to take the first step into this very uncomfortable situation, this very uncomfortable conversation. And, and don't be shy about racism is bad. Police brutality is wrong there are things we can do about this and communities need to work together and there needs to be hope and there needs to be faith and there needs to be love in all of it. 
And, and if you don't feel that way, to Thomas's point, that's okay, but you're wrong. <laughs> I still hold it's not okay. <laughs> that's what, that's what I, and, yeah. and I feel that way too. That's, that's why I end well, with, like, I you're can, wrong. Racism is just not okay. It's and done. I can, I can validate your statement because Michael Dell's, you know, written passage, whatever you want to call it, that he wrote out there on Twitter was the first thing that I openly retweeted. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Because it was the only thing, and I don't work for Dell, just so everyone knows. I'm a business partner of Dell and Red Hat, actually. And, and, but we, you know, I retweeted that because I, I felt comfortable supporting that message. Yeah. I think a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That's I think that's, that. so that's, that's a big, that's a big part of it. No, totally. Yeah. You, I love this conversation. I really love this conversation because it's taking it to another level. This, this is, this is, this, this is what I want for, this is the conversation that, that, that needs to be had. Cause now we're talking about, we're addressing the issues of whether it's good to give finances to contribute to the cost and why, and what that means, you know, and, and this, just having, having these conversations, it's really, it's really good and awesome. Um, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, Man, yeah. I, I, so I hate to do this. I, I had a hard stop that I totally blew past. And I think that this was important enough that uh, I will take whatever slap on the wrist I get for it. So sorry to my customers, if you're listening. Um, but uh, I, I think this conversation needs to continue. And I was actually going to toss out, maybe Thomas, you can come back. Maybe we can have more of a round table, even than what we're having yeah, right now. Sure. But, um, Thank you. Yeah, gave, gave the entire company a day off. I think it's the 16th. It's next Friday, if that's right. Uh, date wise. Anyways, um, I, I'm wondering if maybe we don't do like a live stream or something of this conversation with, with a slightly larger group or I, I don't know, Aaron and I'll have to kind of talk about it, but um, I, I don't think we're done here. I think there's a ton more to talk about. Um, I unfortunately have, have got to uh, step out. So Aaron, I don't know if you want to wrap it up or if you guys want to keep talking. I'm, I'm good either way. But. Um, yeah. I mean, I have, I have a lot more questions and maybe the best thing to do is, is to bring him back. Um, I, I, I like I like the that. idea of picking up that that day because um, I think that's kind of at least for me that's how I'm internalizing the day yeah, off. It's Friday the twelfth. VMware's given us is the twelfth, yeah, not the sixteenth. Okay. Sorry. Um, I think I think a lot of that day is about reflection, in my opinion. Um, and I know it wasn't just recent events; it's the culmination of all the things. But uh, I, I would certainly enjoy a, a longer format conversation with uh, folks like yourself, Thomas, yeah. to really dig into it. Yeah, I love. I do. I, I I really appreciate you guys, and I love hearing you guys like where you guys come from because it just reaffirms why I you know why I follow you on Twitter, and and we have not met in person. You know, I met you through my father-in-law, uh, yeah. Pete Fletcher, and and uh, and yeah, these. The, I I thank you seriously. Thank you. And I and I'm I think I'm checking my calendar here at Red Hat. We do on the 12th as well have a day off, and I would be I would love to take the time to just you know to follow up with this. Well, sure. I, I say we do that and, and we piece this out and we come back and we just plan to have more than 30 minutes to discuss a yeah. lot of important yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, you can yeah definitely. Cool, man. Uh, Thomas, anything else you want to say before Tyler jumps? No, man. No, thank, thank you guys for, you know, just hearing me out and listening and thank you for having me and the people that are listening. Thanks for tuning in, you know, and hearing what I, my two cents, because like I said, I don't feel like I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not an expert on anything. I'm just, you know, a genius. Yeah. Like that, you know, right now. Expert on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for reaching out and, and volunteering to come yeah. on. So, 
And yeah, thanks for having on. Go to Down Tyler, yeah. man. But yeah, we need to this talk for like awesome. another hour or two or seven. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, right. honestly, I think I think we should. I think I, I'm getting I'm getting a lot out of this very selfishly, personally. I think this conversation is really, really good for me. Um, but uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm dreaming here, but hopefully, people will listen to this and they will think like, hey, maybe maybe I should be part of this conversation too. Maybe they'll feel more comfortable doing it. You know, try to. <laughs> what little leadership capacity we have maybe we can leverage it for the right stuff so i know it wasn't as tech heavy as usual but um thank you yeah i hate that i, I definitely like to talk tech so <laughs> yeah yeah tell, well hey, thomas like we'll have you back on and we can we can talk about okay. tech news for sure, yeah, man. That's, for sure. Uh, we're all for propeller sure. heads right the, the dork side of this is definitely why we got this going but uh i think this yeah. is the right thing to do today thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank you to all thank our you. listeners too um we hope uh, you enjoyed our slightly off-topic tech conversations today, and uh, I definitely expect to hear a little bit more of it. Um, join the conversation. Uh, let us know on on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever uh, wherever you listen to us from, or wherever you know us from. Um, I think this is a really important topic that everybody should be engaged in. So I don't think anyone should be shy about it. I think all opinions are relevant, um, whether I agree with them or not, and and I would prefer to have people engage. So get engaged, people. Thank you. See you, Thomas. Later, everyone. Bye. Later. Bye, Russ. Bye, Tyler.